0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. This is the Talk of Sheet podcast and once again, a little bit different this go around. I will be your host. I'm Terry Hall, uh, co-host with uh, Big Brandon. Brandon, said, what's up? What's happening guys? What's up? And this will be the Mojo Moments episode for the man behind the madness, uh, Mr. Brett Nobles himself, coming at you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Like I said before, Talk of Sheep podcast. I will be hosting this episode for the Mojo Moments for Brett. Um, Brett, welcome.
1: Yay.
0: Co-hosting with uh, Mr. Brandon.
1: It feels different on this side of the podcast. I'm going to be honest.
0: Well, I mean... It's a you're lot the, different. You're in the
2: hot seat.
1: Yeah, it's it's literally on fire.
2: There is no phone a friend with this. You have to answer for yourself.
0: Ah, yeah. He told me. He told me earlier, all off air. He was like, I might have to pass on a few, and I said, Uh, uh-uh. uh. You with- didn't. You didn't give me that. Well, Not an option. Yeah. No. You don't get to pass on these. But the Mojo Moment segment of uh, some of the previous episodes are, you know. They they stem from uh, YouTube channel Watch Mojo where they you know break down, analyze, or give top tens on I mean e- anything you you know movies, television, media, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, moments uh, in wrestling, conspiracy theories, Super
1: Bowl halftime shows. I saw
2: <laughs> I saw one yesterday when I was on YouTube that was like the top twenty most underrated '90s songs.
1: Absolutely, and it was an hour long. I
0: was like, i ain't got to this. <laughs> uh, Oh, but I do. (laughs) But I do. So out of this, Brett has um, evolved this Mojo Moments segment of this podcast, and it pulls the curtain back on, uh, you know, for you, the listener, on the the person that the episode is based around or whatever. And so I said, you know, from about five episodes in, I told Brett, I was like, hey, man, we need to do your Mojo Moments because everybody gets bits and pieces of you as we hobble through, uh, you know, an episode about a specific guest, but um this is the time for the listeners to kind of get the light shone on bread a little bit so i hope you're ready
1: well it was that thousand listener mark right and we hit it all we're like 1300 listens deep it's pretty uh, nuts dude um so shout out to everybody that's been a part of the talking sheet podcast uh i appreciate the love the support and going forward all the great guests and uh again got my wife with a few more episodes um me and John McGraw is whooping up some stuff already. Me and Blake Lane's Talk Sports and y'all two are kind of the y'all are the regular, so it's really whenever, you know, we get time to sit and, and, and chat and shoot it. Uh so yeah, right. Talk a Sheet Podcast, this is my Mojo moment. Mojo right? moments with The Brett. Man behind the madness. We're pulling yeah. we're pulling also, back the curtain here. The madness like Macho Man for people that caught that reference. You're not cool well, enough to be Macho Man. I try. <laughs> I try. So right. um I guess with that being said, um I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna sit over here in the hot seat and I'm gonna take it like a man. You wanna volley questions back and forth, Brandon?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You wanna start? Yeah, sure. Because I got start. a couple that are all script. Yeah, same here.
1: Yeah, I've got a list, ladies and gentlemen, and um <laughs> they're not going by my list.
2: We're gonna use some of it, but mostly we're gonna ignore it.
1: Yeah, this is my podcast and you do what you want. It's all good.
0: So question number one for Brett in his Mojo Moments. Uh, what song would be the ballad of
1: your life and why? Lucky Man by Montgomery Gentry. Okay. Um, I can get
2: down with that. Yeah, I see that.
1: I, I feel that no matter what I've been through, what I go through, uh, I've been blessed. Right? Got a good job. Got a good family. Got a good wife. Um, and no matter how upset I might get or aggravated or displeased at the end of the day I'm blessed and I'm a lucky lucky man
2: fair enough enough. all right Um, this one's not on the script so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you um, I know the answer to this question but I love hearing people talk about this because I'm a car guy what was your first
1: car oh my first car 1992 Ford F-150 well 302 it was beautiful it was beautiful Um, single cab long wheelbase I remember the truck it was a beautiful truck Uh, no that that was the second the long wheelbase Short wheel, basically, what this one was. the a short one. Um, white with the blue stripe down the side. Oh, I remember that truck. So I remember it, your white and gold truck. Yeah, no. Uh, it was the, the F-150. It, I love it. Um, so, funny story. The air conditioning never worked. The heater never worked until the day Dad sold it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a selling point, man. Yeah. So, uh, I, if I would have had air conditioning and heater, I would have kept my truck.
2: So, Brett's truck, when we were in high school, the key to your tailgate would open the door to my
1: <laughs> truck. I remember doing
2: that in the senior parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Showing <laughs> sure up. I remember that. I think yeah. you locked your keys in your truck that morning, and br- <laughs> I texted you and I was like, "Can you unlock just unlock my truck and grab my keys?" Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, no, I love that truck. Um, people are retarded because they want like astronomical numbers for that now. And uh, for I still a, have one, a '90s model truck. Right? Yeah, you. I love your the red one, Popsy's truck, man. Uh, I look all the time online and I'm like, dude, and I know where my old one's at. It's sitting in this old lady's house, uh, rotting away in the yard. Uh, so I need to call, uh, one of dad's friends that know about it and see if I go get it. I'd love to have it back. Uh, but yeah, first truck, man. The second one was a 2000 models Ford F-150 long wheelbase V8 Triton. Um, yes, when gas was $3 plus, I was spending $190 a week in gas.
2: Good Lord. I never, well, I take it back, the Bronco. Yeah. Eleven miles a gallon, didn't matter yeah, if I was doing so, seven or seventy.
1: Yeah, it was great. So uh awesome stuff, man.
0: A little back on script with this next question. Um
1: what actor would play you in a movie about your life? Well I said uh in your mojo, I said Adam first I said George Clooney to be funny, but Adam Sandler, right? I could see Adam Sandler. Um Adam Sandler or um Paul Rudd, I would say one of the two. You don't get Paul Rudd.
2: (laughs) You don't get Ant-Man, dude. Sorry. Um, We have a
0: strict no Avengers rule. I told him if he wanted somebody from Ant-Man, it should be Michael Pena's character.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Adam Sandler, though, I think uh, embodies, I guess, if I was an actor, right? like The
0: goofy, childish mentality, but fun and... can can, can be serious can be serious
1: smarter than he seems I like it I like it the dude wears like baggy street clothes and people's like he's out wearing this size 3XL shirt and basketball shorts and Jordan's not tied and they're like he's a millionaire why is he dressed like that because he's a millionaire because he's authentic well I got a couple of
2: 3X's that are now too big for me if you want me to give
1: them to you shout out Adam Sandler (laughs) Uh,
2: Brandon with the next okay um What's your favorite meal? Ooh. Good like quest. breakfast,
1: lunch or dinner, or like my wife would to eat?
2: Period. Your favorite no, yeah, your favorite what do you like to eat? Night? Oh wow. We know it's breakfast, but let's yeah. ignore that.
1: Yeah, I love breakfast. Um, I love lunch, I love dinner, I love second lunch. He's like a hobbit, guys. Yes. Um I love to eat. Um one of my coworkers, uh side quest, uh he used to always go, Well, best time of the day is over and I'm like, What you mean, country? He'd be like, Lunch, it's over. Day sucks now <laughs> And I'm <laughs> like, there's no lie detected here. This guy's... Is... <laughs> um, favorite meal, what I like to eat? Um, Man, I love seafood, right? Um, correct answer for somebody from the place that has the best seafood in the world. Yes, all right. Mobile, Alabama, baby. Um, I love seafood. I love snow crabs because everybody loves snow crabs. I love crawfish. But if I had, like, one meal, right? I love steak. I love stuff like that. But I love cereal, a bowl of cereal. Really? And I love every type of cereal. Like, I'm a cereal connoisseur. Right now, there's nine cereals in our pantry. Do you mix and match or is it just... It depends on what day it is. We've got three different flavors of Cheerios. Because I have a four-year-old and I have a one-year-old who likes Cheerios. Well, I'm trying to be, air quote, healthy. Mm -hmm. So, instead of eating a bad Ziploc... In the morning time, I'm going to work for the last five years. I fill a Ziploc bag with cereal. And I go down the road eating them and drinking a bottle of water headed to work.
0: (laughs) You know, Every I talk, morning, I talked to a guy. And I think this is a '90s kids thing, maybe. Or you know, it may it may not be stuck to one generation, but or group of people. But um, I think everybody knows Josh McCoy. Uh, he's a firefighter for Sims, and uh, I was talking to him one day, you know, about like, you know, what do y'all eat at station while y'all are on shifts? And he was like, man, some of the best meals I have at this station house. He said, uh, we get a couple of boxes of cereal and a gallon of milk. He was like, and I eat cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I, I thought about it, man, and I was like, man, what a childhood thing. Like, cereal for dinner, uh, comfort food. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 100%. that day that you need a bowl of cereal for dinner has been a rough one. And then when you have it, you know, your endorphins are through the roof, and you're just relaxed, comfortable, and you can just put a cap on the day. Yeah. And well, I like what it is about that, you know, that bowl of cereal for dinner. So, so right
1: now, like I said, we got very, very... Cheerios. We okay. have blueberry Cheerios. We have Honey Nut Cheerios. Hey, how are the blueberry Cheerios? They're great. Okay. I like the very berry more, but okay. Um, we one. have Apple Jacks. We have Honeycomb. We have two boxes of Lucky Charms. That's that's a normal Noble's pantry. Just cereal. a normal rotation. I feel um, like you learn a lot
2: about somebody based on their cereal. And I'm um, waffle like cereal.
1: crisp gets thrown in there occasionally. Fruity Pebbles, Frosted Flakes, Fruity Pebbles, Frosted Flakes with the marshmallows. Fruity Pebbles with the marshmallows. Um, my wife can turn any cereal into a Rice Krispie treat. So shout out my wife. <laughs> Morgan's
2: super secret superpower. <laughs> yeah. right here. Morgan's
1: superpower is she can make any. Yes, uh, she knows what she makes. You take Lucky Charms and you turn it. And like that's my love language. Like Lucky Charms is my favorite cereal. Yeah. Me and the Leprechaun have been friends since I was like three. <laughs> um, Okay, so here's the Not weird. the Mobile Leprechaun, <laughs> but the leprechaun. Not the Crichton Leprechaun. Yeah. Who else think the Leprechaun I said yes? Yeah. So,
2: the weird one for me, thinking about this, you're talking about all these cereals. I've loved old man cereals since I was like four. Like, so you for like me, the it's, like, it's, it's 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 like Raisin Bran. Dude. Raisin Bran hey, Crunch. Brandon regular. He's
1: saying it without saying it, but he's No, no I'm <laughs> just saying like,
2: what five-year-old do you know that's
0: like running around and is like, I really want that bowl of Raisin Bran, homie? Like, oh, the, yeah. When we were, When we were deployed... We had meal runs throughout the night, you know, I mean, you get them through the day tour or whatever, but it it was always like on the night shift or whatever, because I work night shift. So you had a meal runner who would go pick up your stuff from the galley because we were on shift and we couldn't leave and go eat and then come back. Yeah, it's not like you. So you had a, every day when you got on shift, you had 30 minutes, you put in your meal order, your meal ticket or whatever. And your job as the, you know, the food runner or whatever is, yes, you get everybody's plate what they order from the galley menu, but you also gather up all the fresh fruit you can, cereals, yogurts, all of that, you know, just. Taking s- care of your snacks. squad. Yeah. So we had <laughs> this one guy, and he would always just get, like, his taste in cereal. <laughs> but it was stuff like unflavored, unsweetened Cheerios. You get smacks. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And finally, my. What? my What grown man eats smacks? My, my boat crew leader was like. Charles, if you don't stop bringing us these psychopath cereals, like unsweetened rice crispies, like for he was like, I'm gonna throw you in the water. He was like, There's no excuse for this. These are the kind of things. Sociopathy, like we want Captain Crunch, we want Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So, to hear you say, Oh, I like my old man cereal, I'm really curious now about what's in your closet. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) when I was a kid, thinking about this, like my granddad, huge Braves fan, so we would watch the Braves and he would pour an entire bag of like shredded mini wheats with no milk. And we would just sit there on the couch and eat shredded mini-weeds. Your grandfather didn't have any gums, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, bar none, the toughest human being I've uh, ever uh, known. Uh, uh, <laughs> I,
1: I, see, we could have a whole episode on
0: cereal. Oh, cereal. cereal. Yeah, and man, I love it. Cereal. We're doing...
1: Okay, so that's... We'll go ahead and throw it out there. Future episodes are going to be about cereal. Yes. And we might eat a I just think soon. it gets I'll added say, to, we need mojo.
0: to We need a, you know, an eat-along eat, eat, eat along episode where we all bring cereals. I, <laughs> test them
2: out. We're like, that's right. Hey, that's right. All right. Let's... uh. Dial it in. Takes a break. Take a quick, and come back. Yeah, let's take a quick break.
1: <laughs>
0: We're bringing it back. We're back. We're back from the from the cereal side quest. That was a good one. <laughs> Moving along. Next question. Uh, this one's a little off script, but uh, Brett. Favorite non-Christian, so meaning
1: secular, musician or band? Oh, da-da-da-da-da. Caught you off guard. That caught me off guard. Um, oof. All time? Yeah, all time. Lincoln Park. Okay, hands down. I could take Hybrid Theory and go sit in a room and be completely okay with listening to Hybrid Theory.
2: There's still a lot of Lincoln Park on my workout playlist. Um, the Outside that,
1: there. I'm a 90s country guy. Um, Travis Tritt, my mom's favorite growing up, so I love anything Travis Tritt. Brandon can relate to that. Um, that's where my uh, love from Alabama comes from. Let's see what else. Um, I love... Man, that's a good one. I love music. I M- know. Eminem yeah. is a guilty pleasure. Um, back in the day, especially, that was a go-to. Um, yeah, I could share my playlist on Spotify and people would be like, this guy is on drugs. <laughs> like, If you just look at the last few songs I searched, Jesus is Coming Back over and over, Antihero by Taylor Swift, um, oh, Morgan Wallen popped up as an artist. Chester Bennington, Dylan Wolf, Thomas Mack. Yeah, just you you know, it,
0: Oh, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, so you paint with a broad brush as far yeah. as music goes. I like it though, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, they see his
2: playlist, they either think he's on drugs or needs to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with being diversified. Yeah, that's definitely uh, music. And the thing is, I can go any... I've never got into like super duper screamo music. That's about mm. the only... But outside that, I can sit and listen to some stuff right? yeah. I can sit and go I like to listen to music because to me Terry gives me a song Brandon gives me a song and I listen to it and I'm like I know where that relates to him I know why he likes the song yeah. I like to go to that um, that that level of why why do you like and for me like the outcast, Peculiar right Talking sheet Podcast Lincoln Park fit that for me At a middle school age, my mom didn't like me having the Lincoln Park. So my very first time I'm introduced to Lincoln Park, outside of like the radio, yeah, SideQuest, my mom's daughter, my mom bought, and then got her a Toyota Celica, bought it used. So I'm helping her clean it out. I'm like 11. We're cleaning it out, and this is the era of burned CDs, Mm -hmm. and there's a Lincoln part burned CD that just says hybrid theory. That's all it says on it. So I grab the CD. She said, throw it away. I grab the CD. I take it, throw it in my CD player. Oh, look, this is that in the end song. This is great. Oh, wow. Crawling. Oh, oh wow. So I, have had, I still got that same burnt hybrid theory CD. I don't even have the actual copy of it in my CD case at my house. He has a CD case.
2: He's dating himself with that, (laughs) bro. I've got all your CDs. That when
1: you didn't, you're like, I'm throwing these away. I'm like, no, you're not. (laughs) Emily's got Emily's got all of hers. Really? Yep. My wife's got all of hers. Sitting up on my attic, bro. Like, I've got all your country CDs. Really? All your CDs, right behind. Well, there's
2: so much like when my parents split or whatever. When I moved so many times that like I, I downsize. Anytime I move,
1: I travel light. Like, Brandon's like I've got my my leather jacket from the seventh grade that <laughs> coincidentally still fits me. <laughs> no, I,
2: I don't have that leather jacket. I don't
1: even know. Like I haven't I hadn't
2: thought about that jacket until you brought it up to me. And I was like, man, that was some, some hand-me-down good one. It would have fit you still. It was too big on my dad. It was huge. Like it was. It, I think it was like a five X or something. That's a good yeah. question,
1: dude. I like that. That's good stuff.
2: Okay, so again, off cuff, we've talked about this one off air but we're gonna ask it now. The most important question of the night: What's your favorite Taylor Swift song,
1: bro? I love Taylor Swift. I'm a Swiftie. Um, blank Spaces, um, Antihero, and of course my favorite. So let me go ahead and play this real quick. We're not on the rights to this music. Yeah, this is straight off YouTube. So This song was great because of who she is. But then when this came out... <laughs> bro like that goat when that like I can if I'm ever in a bad mood I turn on <laughs> that video and I'm just like as soon as that dude ah bro it's over like if anybody's the, <laughs>
0: curious <laughs> what he's referring to go to YouTube and just type in Taylor Swift
1: goat scream yes and, and it'll pop up there's 50 the video. different videos <laughs> there's different animals now and I I can't get enough of it, but I love Taylor Swift Uh, music. Um, I've been a fan since Tim McGraw's song. (laughs) No, Uh, but yeah, that's a good question. Um, That's one of those guilty pleasure. Me and my brother ride around listening to Taylor Swift a lot. Yeah. So I have a, I
2: have a, I call it my Nickelback thesis, uh, but it applies to Taylor Swift as well. So I'm not a huge Nickelback fan. Don't really care for it. Not my kind of music, but everyone you know, even if they proclaim to hate Nickelback, they know every lyric to at least one Nickelback that's song. That's exactly right. And it's true for Taylor Swift, that's too. Right. This is. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Like, so that's always one of my favorite questions is like, what Nickelback song do you know all the lyrics to? <laughs> What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, which Nickelback song don't I know all the lyrics to? Uh, it's <laughs> the one where it was uh, Chad <laughs> Burger is and uh, Carlos Santana. That's mine. Yeah. That's mine. Dude, Nickelback's awesome.
1: I'll I'm, a, I'm a Nickelback fan. Nickelback? I
2: tilt way heavier than that when it comes to rock and roll well, stuff. Sure I, but...
1: I like Down. Okay. Thanks to you. Uh,
2: that's not even thanks to me. That's thanks to wrestling because they yeah. used it for the promo at the end of. Uh, well, you ended up with
1: a CD, so it helped me because I didn't have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm cheap. It is what it is. Right. Next up. Let's Next see. Throw these heavy punches, boys. Yeah, so
0: I like these. We'll get back on scripts in a little while. I like these off the <laughs> off the beaten path questions. Brett, make a make a choice on a superhero flex Woo! superpower, but it comes with a price. So you said the word "but." <laughs> pick your pick your superhero flex. Pick your superpower, but
1: it comes with a price. Okay, so what's the price? Well, I have to know because I, I I'm because I'm cheap, to, cheap and I like to know like the, to know the price where I buy it. I Have to know the superpower. Gosh, dog, it. I guess I'm gonna be Superman Superman powers right I'm gonna be a get them all Kryptonian
0: well then I mean (coughs) Kryptonite is the or Kryptonite is the price you know what I'm saying and magic Superman's weak to magic that's
1: right yeah I mean when I think about it I don't want to be Flash Um, being super fast and time and all that that does nothing for me Um, being super intelligent and Good looking, like Bruce Wayne, Batman would be pretty cool. But uh, I'm Tarty already Star. good. I'm already good looking in the you know brainiac part. What mirror them. are you looking into? Nah, eh, don't worry about that. Uh, so yeah, man, I guess it would be that. Um, yeah, I mean, why not Superman? The goat.
2: You know that'd be my answer. Oh yeah, I mean, he's my guy. Yeah. Okay, so piggybacking off that question, then. Okay. Who's your favorite superhero? Ooh. Who's your favorite DC superhero? And
0: who's your favorite Marvel superhero? Who's your favorite? Comic book, superhero universe, period. DC, Marvel, all of it. Who's your favorite character,
1: hero or villain? Can Can anime be a part of this? No, right? oh, no. Dang it. See, I that's I'm a crop out answer. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I'm more, well, I wouldn't be Dragon Ball Z, but you're close. I'm more of an anime person, but um, so let's go with the Marvel side, right? Because Marvel better than DC. Um, I like Thor. Okay um just because of kind of what he represents yeah but then again tony stark in the movies yeah the portrayal of tony stark was that egotistical airhead who thought he knew it all but was willing to to give it up yeah right? and that was one thing i was like wow and then i go back and look in comics and stories i'm like oh wow he's always been that way but Robert Downey just put it to a new level. Like, yeah, that's the. That's he's him. one of the very few that I can say in the movies that took the role from the comics mm-hmm. and said magnify times ten. It's like boom! Now look at me. you're like dang, I like Iron Man because <laughs> before the movies, I did not like Iron Man. Oh, he's boring. Didn't want I hate nothing to say. That. Be- character at the <laughs> time. Yeah, really. Didn't, didn't want it. But. Um, but my final answer to be Spider Man. Okay. Um, sure. I was a amazing Spider Man fan growing up. The cartoon. Um. Dabbled in the cartoons, the prior ones, right, that had Iceman and, uh, was it Scarlet? Whatever her name was, I can't remember her name, the Fire Girl. Um, but yeah, so Spider-Man, Peter Parker, that whole Uncle Ben, mm. right, with the great power comes great responsibility. Sure. And the way he's always navigated situations. Um, so yeah, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. So go DC- Superman. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I mean, I like Big Blue. I, um, you know, I'm a huge Superman fan. Um, mostly because I like my heroes to be heroes. Yeah, right. That's it. I like a good gritty anti-hero. I like the Punisher and Deadpool, and I like all that. But sometimes, like, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite moments in any adventures Avengers movies, and Captain America: Civil War, Captain America's like, I'm sorry, Tony, if I see a situation going south, I can't look away. Yeah, I wish I could. And then Tony just goes, "No, you
1: don't." And he goes, "You're right." I don't See, Captain America would have been like the easy one for me. Yes, Steve but then, guy. but then again, I, I, I just you know, it's hard to for me. That's the that would be the answer in ten years. I'm still childish like Peter, so I still feel like I'm learning. You like what you like, man. I'm learning these ropes, like he's learning his webs. Do you <laughs> got any favorite villain? Ooh. Ooh, favorite villain. I know yours is the Joker because you're a psycho. That's, that's fa- Joker's um, my favorite comic um, universe character. Um, favorite villain? Not really. Um,
0: really? I just. What about you, Brennan? I know this is Brett's episode, but uh,
2: for Marvel, um, I'm really excited now because he's about to be in the movies. But Kang the Conqueror is a huge yeah. favorite. Yeah. For DC, Bane. Yeah, because he out the Batman, and that's one of my favorite moments. Is he like shows up at Batman's house? Batman's like, huh? And he's like, you couldn't be anybody else, dude. Nobody else is athletic and rich and smart
1: enough for well, like all this. With that being said, no one's stupid. If I had to choose one, i would be Raj- Rajah Oh, okay. dude, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, gangster. Just, yeah, um, I feel like the, okay. the the now that y'all to flip the script on me, let's go back to DC Green Arrow. Really, what, bro? Um, the Arrow series, that depiction of Tommy Oliver by Jason O'Mail. Um. yeah uh, definitely Green Arrow just okay. because like when that series was going on and you know I was so enthralled with everything Green Arrow like to me it was like wow and they made the, the TV series made him way more than what he is in comics yeah they made him a little cooler for sure yeah but I'm more of a Hawkeye guy the depiction of him was was this there for me so uh, yeah
2: alright let's uh. That's a lot let's of,
1: take, take a break and we'll get back to it. let me catch this. my breath for a minute y'all are holding me like waterboarding me
0: We're back. Back again. Mojo moments. Moving along, keeping the train rolling. Hero
1: train coming. coming This will be my
0: last off the script question for a little while because there are some good questions that Brett asks. But uh, Brett, identify... A goal of yours that you have set that you don't mind the public knowing. What is a public goal of yours?
1: Gosh, dogs. huh? That's a good question.
0: Because, you That's know. That's a really good one. Real quick disclaimer, I don't believe everybody should identify all of their goals to everyone. Mm-hmm. You should keep some stuff close to the vest. But this, uh, what's a good public goal of yours?
1: Let me get to my resolutions list on my notes okay. and we'll talk about it. Um, have over fifty podcast episodes. Well on the way for that. That's not a big deal. Uh, read twelve books. No big deal there. Oh, here's one for this year alone. I want to go on twelve dates with my wife. It's me and her. Love that answer. Love that um, answer. Attend five extra church services not involving my church. Okay, you've I, already I've attended done, one. Done two of those. Okay. Um, it's February, man. You've already. You're not going to. So, but days. yeah. Oh, um, outside that would be. Stay grounded. Yeah, Um, I feel like when you do as much as I do, um, podcasts, um, church, life group, work, family, friends, that time gets away from you. And anybody that's inside the the inner circle knows that I'm a protector of my people. I'm a contactor of my people. I call y'all all All the time. I text y'all. Every day. A lot of times, I'm the first responder, mm-hmm. and I've always been that, and I'll always be that. And to never lose that, no matter how much older I get, no matter how crazy life gets, no matter what curveballs I'm like, stay grounded. Sure. So that would be the, the, the goal, right? Because when you get as busy as we get in life, you lose sight sometimes. And there are more important things, my wife, my kids, my faith, but remaining who I am to be there in the time I need when people need me. Okay. Fair enough. That's a solid answer. I'll have to rent I've okay. heard it.
2: Um I'm going to ask you the one you usually lead in with uh money, time or power. Ooh, good question. Which one and
1: why? Cuz Terry and I each had different answers. Time. Really? I say time, uh because with my experiences in life, you don't get it back. That's right no. um it's and every memory and moment that I can cherish with my parents with my kids with my friends in the presence of the Lord yeah can't get it back um money I went from making minimum wage to making you know the ten dollars an hour to doubling that to making really good money um and I'm not rich by no means but I'm not I, yeah, I, know, I, I know where my next meal comes from Um, I'm blessed with a good job, a good career. Um, Power, I'm 5'8", 185 pounds. That would look weird for me to have power. Um, And then a lot of times power goes to people's head. And again, staying grounded, going back to the last one. If I had, depending on the limits of the power, that, that could, you know. And I know my heart. I know it would be for good, but I also know that going back to Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. And I feel like... Although I'm a very responsible person, I don't want to attempt that. So, time. Time it okay. is. Good, Good I, answer. Good question. I, I Time, it. Lord. Oh. Um,
0: Brett, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? And, as always, the disclaimer, no biblical figures. I want Jesus. Yeah, no Jesus, no Moses.
1: John the Baptist. Paul. But you're three. Who start with a dead person. Okay. My great grandma. Feel you on that one. Mary P. McKinney. Um my Grammy lived with us her last six years, five years of her life. A devout Baptist woman. Outside of her just being my great-grandma, she instilled biblical values in me. Like, my mom took us to church. My mom kept us involved. My Grammy pushed the Bible. My Grammy pushed the Bible. She pushed the Bible, pushed the Bible. My first Bible she bought me was the Zondervan Ultra Thin Line True Leather with my name imprinted, King James Version. Um, Eight years old, she gave me scripture. We sat and did Bible study at seven, eight years old, and that was my thing. Like, hey... My Bible, but my great grandma now, like I would want to talk to her about life. Yeah. And what I've experienced and things and just pick her brain because I have all of her Bibles mm-hmm. and I see all her notes, all her wisdom and nuggets, and some of those have got me through life. Okay. Um number two ugh, I know people are gonna laugh because this person's alive and I can still meet this person, but Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. I feel you. Big professional wrestling fan. Sure. Um, The Rock, his rise with seven bucks promotion and his whole life has been mapped out. He has his own sitcom called Young Rock, who talks about it. And I just feel like sitting down with a businessman like that. A mogul. A mogul that's went from the bottom to the top. Yeah. And my third one, I wasn't going to share this one. I kind of went off script. Before, um, and this one people are going to laugh at because I'm an Auburn fan, but I would say Nick Saban. Yes. Um, Because taking off the crimson colors. Still the best college football coach probably of all time. Yes, and the man has developed, I'm not going to say talent, but the coaches that come out from underneath him and the way he rehabs the guys who needed help. Yes. And then I'm going off script and throwing a fourth person because it's yours. It's my podcast. (laughs) There's no rules. It would be Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, Just because of the Crusades and to hear his impact. Not everybody's called to be a Billy Graham, like, Mm -hmm. everybody has a calling on their life. And as spirit filled believers, we're all like, oh, I want to be like Billy Graham. I'm not called to fill up stadiums as of now. Maybe one day God calls that. But right now, no. But I want to hear from Billy's side. Like, To me, one of the most influential people in the faith and the gospel of my lifetime. My sure. great-grandma thought that he was like Jesus, second coming. So that would be interesting to have her and him at the table. And then Dwayne Johnson and Nick Saban.
0: Cool. Cool okay.
1: Yeah. That's the a- off my head. You know, I don't... I, that, Spitballing it. I would like to have had, you know, better... Of course, you know, my parents, that'd be great, you know what I mean? But I don't, you know, that's almost like the the biblical characters. Of course you're going to say your parents, but...
2: Yeah. Okay. What is um, an interesting fact about you that most people
1: don't know? I have a podcast. I talk about myself all the time. (laughs) That's (laughs) what I'm saying. Most people know everything about me. Um, Let's see here. Y'all know I like anime, pro wrestling...
2: Any hidden talents? Oh, heck no. <laughs> he said that with
1: authority. I'm not a talented person. I just take what I got and I do a lot with it. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I really can't think of anything interesting. Um, y'all know me. What, 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 what would y'all say? What's something interesting that people might not know about me? It's not a... I, I...
0: It was interesting to me to learn it or whatever, but I mean it's not an uncommon thing. But I, I don't know if a lot of people see you as the golfer that you are. You enjoy golf, you know. Okay. Yeah, know you definitely it's... don't look like the stereotypical golfer. I suck at golf. We didn't. We didn't act like stereotypical golfers when we went and played in central <laughs> Happy Gilmore.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's relaxing. It was that one thing that you know I did with church folks, and I wish I could go do more often, but no one calls and invites me because I suck at golf. But you know. No, uh, yeah, I enjoy golf. What okay. you say, Brandon? What's interesting to you, man? Mm-hmm. The fact that I read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, that, despite being 5'8", five, five foot eight
2: dude, you're probably one of the best technical basketball players I've ever played with. Yeah, uh, that's
0: for real.
1: I, I'm horrible, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. but you understand hor- you understand the complexities of the game, and like he said, the technical side of it. So, I mean, even you know, if you're not the the, the picturesque basketball player or whatever you use your
1: knowledge to I love your benefit it. I knew I was never going to be tall I knew I was not athletic so I had to learn how to shift, and, shift and shake and, and be me yeah. um, I enjoy working out I guess that would be something I, I don't look like somebody goes to the gym so that, yeah, spot, that would be before, my you shared before like the treadmill is where you get your Jesus on a lot of times. Yeah, so I guess that would be the interesting fact. Now that we broke, see, I just need you to peel back the layer of the onion. He's like an onion. You gotta... I go, I go to the gym and that's my relaxation. And it's like, but you're not there for thirty or forty minutes. Yeah, sometimes, and then sometimes I'm there two hours. It just depends. Uh, I've worked out with Brandon before, so it's like, hey, you want to be here an hour or two hours? And
2: nine times out of ten, my answer two hours.
1: I enjoy it. Um, it is also mine. It's a reprieve. Like I enjoyed the other day. I went with my brother and his buddy. And it was one of them where the big guy and I was like, Okay, you set the weight and I'll follow you I've I've
2: said for a long time, um, that of all the workout partners I have, you're one of my favorite just because for your size, you're you're very, very strong for a guy who's 5'8", 185 pounds.
1: Well, that's what I was telling him. I was like, you set the weight, and I was like, that's all you're doing? You're like a gorilla. He's like your size. Like, he's big. And I was like, come on, man. And then at the very end, I told Terry about it. I, I challenged my brother and his buddy. I was like, look, for every push-up y'all do, I'll do two." Yeah. And they didn't want none of that. Nah. <laughs> I enjoy doing push-ups. Uh, even fat and out of shape with, with – Something to prove, I could probably drop you a hundred pretty easy. Okay, uh, so yeah, I enjoy it. But next up, next question, throw 'em at me. I you can know, catch. This is one of my most favorite. I love these questions. What motivates and/or inspires you? Toes. Oh. Um, of course, you know I'm a father, so my kiddos. Um, Rightfully so. So, and it's never been just my kids because of the Drayton thing, right? Even from the moment I knew I was going to be a brother, um, I knew I had to lead. So, I tell people and I've shared it again, Drayton being born when I was in high school kept me out of a lot of trouble, right? Um, so motivation is to be the man that God called me to be to lead my family the way he designed me to lead them. Like I have a great wife who loves me, who's the ultimate rock, if you smell what I'm cooking. Um, and Get out. Show yourself out. So yeah, my motivation, yeah, be a good godly man to lead my family and my kids, for them to go, hey, that's my dad. And from a time wife, time. go, that's my husband. Love it. Okay. Um, Speaking of Jim, of my brother just texts me. Are you trying to go to the gym when you get home? <laughs> Always. Um, what's your favorite
2: book? <laughs> plural. Books. I did three, so I'll
1: Books. allow three to five. Books. I like this. Um, Tells Leotori by Leanne Hearn. Uh, my favorite series of all time. Um, I'm still on the hunt for a good set. I'll help you out with that. Uh, but yeah, Tales of the Autori, which is across the dining room floor. Um, grass, pillow, you know, just all these old different names. But it's the, the, it's the series. The whole series, um, Heaven's Net is Wide was one of them. But there's four, one, two, three, five. There's five books. Great series. Um, if I had to choose any outside of the Bible, that's it. Um, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at the Table by Louis Giglio. Um, I read that, um, right when my parents passed. And it just encapsulated everything that I felt into a book. Okay. I felt like if the enemy was going to sit here at the table, he wasn't welcome here. Right? Um, my dinner table set up for me and the Lord. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't invited. So I want to make sure the devil knows that. Right? Um... Dad Tired and Loving It by Jared Lopes. Um, Dad Tired I read three years ago. It was one of those first books of my personal resurgence that I felt like it was the embodiment of being a father and being a spiritual leader of the household. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Tongue Pierce by Nelson Searcy. uh The Power of Life and Death in Your Tongue. Um, probably one of the most powerful books that I read when it comes to we know that what we speak has power, but what we think does, too. And that's one thing gets broken down. And then last but not least, one I just finished a few months ago, uh, Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi Lusco. Um, he lost his daughter. And he talked about navigating, um, navigating loss. Ta-da. You know, welcome to my life. Um, does it get any easier? Does it get any easier? <laughs> does it get any easier? <laughs> so, yeah, that would be it, man. Those books. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings, I enjoyed. Solid reading list. Game of Thrones books, I enjoyed reading. Like I enjoyed the that that type of. But when I get back to it, it goes back to Tells the Tori and then those faith based books there. Okay. okay. I um I
2: always appreciate a good list of like here's a little bit of fiction, but here's a lot of nonfiction that mm-hmm. I like. Minor minor yeah. Um. I like a good biography. I
1: like a good. Uh, oh, movie. best biography I ever read was the one about Ric Flair. He wrote it himself. To to be the man. Woo! (laughs) So, I mean. Okay. Well,
0: with that, let's take a quick break, you guys. Woo! Let's get back to it, you guys. Uh,
1: Get back to it!
0: Nice little off-air break, some clarification on some things that I didn't know about Brett's reading list, but I've got my eyes opened up and may have some new stuff to... Pile into, but moving along with these questions, um, Brett. That's my name. Yes.
1: That's my name. That's my name.
0: What is life's biggest regret,
1: Ooh. and would you alter it if you could go back? Ooh. Start with the hell to the gnaw <laughs> 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 Um Biggest regret. Terry's coming in hard here. That's bro. a hard one there, brother. Oh, man. Is I mean, a- I could go back to any of my follies that I've ever had in my life, right? Um, but then that takes away from what I've overcome. Mm-hmm. So then that leaves my testimony with cracks, and mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't change anything if it's helped somebody. That's right. Ooh. I like that. like that. Don't uh, you? That's a good answer. That I was like Brandon Brandon deepness there. Oh that's, no! Oh really man.
0: And I don't want to hear will have you regrets, man? Don't oh no, I've got, Everybody's regret. Everybody's I've got regrets. I've got.
1: Regret. I give you a, a list of mile long of things that I've done wrong, but it's like, what's a regret or something I that I might not have done that I wish I would have? Well, yeah,
2: what's what's done that should have been done or what was undone completely?
1: <sighs> Cut my mullet sooner. Shave <laughs> that rat tail before you get to seventh grade. Um, it's little. Bold, bold, be bolder. Okay. I, I, so like. Y'all knew me through school and knew me after school, and I'm not the same person I was. Nope. school. like there is a different. You shouldn't be. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say the arrogance, but I was okay with myself after we graduated. Mm-hmm. A lot of people still were trying to figure out who the heck they are. Mm-hmm. Once we graduated, within about a year and a half, two years, I was like, okay, I wish I'd have been that person through middle school and high school. Okay. Because I feel like my experience would have been a lot, like my best friends in high school. outside of like y'all would have been teachers, right? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Festerman and, and Dr. Phil, you know John Phil and Jim, um, and then like Coach Little, <laughs> Coach Davis. Those were people that like, hey, I come to see you know because I just didn't fit in, and I made myself not fit in. Right. The older I've
2: gotten, the more I've, I've kind of come to realize nobody fits in in high school. Like it's all a facade.
0: Well, we talked about it. I think it was online, like. You know, we, we both kind of felt like, you know, we were just meandering through high school trying to figure out who we were. And then, man, you get out of high school and you get into this real world and you figure out nobody knew anything. Yeah. Nobody knew who they were. Nobody. I can count on one hand maybe the people that if I'd have asked them in ninth grade what they would have ended up doing or their destiny or who they were or whatever. Then may, it's- maybe five people are on that projection. Maybe.
1: And the ones that think they're better than you. Especially the girls. We'll talk from my guys. I thought they were better than you. And then you give two or three years out of high school, and you're like, oh, the real world is cruel. I dodged a grenade. Oh, sorry. No, I, I yeah, I think there's in high school,
2: but middle school especially, but high school too. Like you don't know who you are. No. And and it should be a, a healthy process of like figuring that out. But it's not. It's a, a lot a of very, times, like, it's <laughs> I have
1: to find something to fit into. So regret, right? Like I said, I've got follies, these things I screwed up and I shouldn't have that put my parents in a strain or myself and regret. But again, a lot come from that growth, maturation. So I can't take that away. No, no. But if I was to know, you know, one of the greatest, I shared it with one of the episodes of Morgan, about relationship, Derek guy told me, worst thing that girl's going to do is tell you no, son. Right. <laughs> you've been told no before. You'd be told no again. <laughs> hey, and that was one of those things where it's like, cause I, I didn't date, and I'm glad I did, right? Like, that got me in way more trouble than what I needed to be in. But that confidence just to be me. So, okay. there you go. Cool. Slap well, that. answer. Piggybacking off of
2: that regret, what's a tip for you? You're, what would you go back in time and tell 16-year-old Brett? Here's the best piece of advice I can Suck it tell. up,
1: buttercup. No Everybody's fear. going through hell. Everybody don't know what's going on. Everybody's confused. It's not just you. You might feel like it's just you, and you might think that everybody else has got it together, but they don't. So just suck it up and press on.
2: Good answer. Good answer. Fair enough. I'm Um, hard on myself.
0: (laughs) We're aware. (laughs) We know. Oh, man. How would you like to be remembered?
1: I feel like if I am exactly who God called me to be, that I will be remembered by what I leave behind, and that would be a good wife. A good family, friends, and the love and time that I spent with all those to be whatever, you know, like God called me to be in their life. Like if I'm the one who makes you laugh, makes you smile, makes you cry, who's there for the advice or that's there during the hard time, and I met each one of those goals that He set up for me, I feel like that would be for me what I want to be remembered by. The one who said, hey, look, God, he out kicked the coverage. He did, you know. God called him to do this, but he went a little bit further. Okay. I want to be, you know, you know Jesus in the garden. Go just a little bit further. That's I'm going to push on just a little bit further and be more than what, you know, even what I'm called to be. Hey, let me be that extra. Let me help out more. Let me be more. Let me be love, right? And that's what I feel like would be a great thing to be remembered by. Solid, solid. I'm just writing down it. The two of you saying
2: that as parents. There's a song both of you need to hear by Sean Rudd and I just wrote it down on there. Okay. okay. Um, Next question, Brandon. Well, we don't need to ask where you and your spouse met because you're doing an entire series, series about series. it. What <laughs> um When you started dating your wife, like you hear about red flags in relationships, what was a huge green flag that you were like, Morgan's it? Solid
1: question. Oh, green flag. I thought you were going to say red flag. I'm like, yeah, we can't talk about that. Uh, green flag. I think I'll throw you under the bus. You want to jump in front of Have you
0: Listen to that dating episode? He's busy doing it himself. Yeah. I had to
1: stop the episode a couple of times. You're <laughs> <and text laughs> so like, weird. dude, what are you doing? Oh, green flag. Um... Wow, there's a lot of green flags. Like of course Correct the whole thing was um don't date anybody can't see Marion. Yes. Um so love. She loved with all of herself. Um and to me knowing that potentially, you know, not knowing who she was at that time, but to know hey, she loves with all of herself think that would be the big green flag like hey wow like,
0: it's not hard to see her or imagine her loving children one day you exactly. know what I'm saying? or your family or your
1: faults or your ugliness yes. and the thing is like people she's perfect no one's perfect like everybody has their issues and you don't want to be perfect because then you're what, not what do you match up to that's right and it's like i knew my faults i knew some of her faults and i'm like well we can get past the minors and go to the majors I feel like someone shared that before, um, but nah man. I think the way she loved, you know, no matter what, like almost to a point where it was a little reckless. No, no song, reckless love point intended, but you know, it was she loved with um, nothing, with nothing held in reserve. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then acceptance, because like I said, with the faults and all that, she was acceptable to me being way different. Especially than anybody she'd ever dated or spent time with, right? Because I'm an odd duck. I know this. You you, you are. I, <laughs> I mean... It's as weird. I sit here Indian style with my Jordans playing with my shoe. The people who love you love you for it, though. Yes. I'm an odd duck, and I think... When we see people we went to school with, they're like, huh? hmm
2: Especially
1: right before we got married, like, seeing females at the mall, and they're like, oh, y'all are together?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Well, uh, you know, Love wild that way.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it's kind of nice on my end because like I didn't go to high school with my wife, so like when we meet people, they're like, "Oh,
1: hi, huh?" There's no
2: frame of reference. They're like, "Where'd you find she this calmed, giant street urchin?" <laughs>
1: she calmed the beast. <laughs> she turned Bruce Banner from the Hulk. That's, that's great. Good job. It's very true. No. Yeah, so. Next question. Next question. I'm ready.
0: Share with the listeners a guilty pleasure of yours.
1: <laughs> I got plenty of those <laughs> eating a bowl of cereal in my underwear watching anime <laughs> um, watching old wrestling with my brother when he he thinks he's too cool to watch wrestling now but now when he walks through and peeps wrestling like we did in the old days I really enjoy that I enjoy watching wrestling with my wife cool because that was one thing like she realized like he's not going to get away from this no this is here to stay yeah right? like when and then when I took her to Wrestlemania and when Oscar got beat by Charlotte Flair and her face, I got a picture. I have to upload that. She'll get mad, but there's this like <laughs> grimacing face of just like the Miz kid when yeah. Miz beat Cena. That's yeah. Morgan's face, and I'm like, she's like really upset that Charlotte later just beat Oscar, and I'm like, yeah,
2: so we, she's hooked. She's hooked. Olivia had always kind of like Olivia's dad's kind of into wrestling, old school wrestling. Like, so Olivia had kind of orbited around it, but she wasn't like a fan. Like we are, you know, and then we went to NXT in Memphis, Black and Gold, baby. And the main event was um, Finn Balor Samoa. Yeah, and like you know me, dude,
1: Joe's my. Was guy. Was that when they were doing the Bailey coming out and doing the dancing at the end of the show? So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, that would be a guilty pleasure. I enjoy sitting. So I don't play many video games anymore, but when I do, I'm not playing like basketball game. I'm doing like drafts and doing the analytical, putting the team together. Uh, when I play a wrestling game, I'm doing the draft mode, the GM mode, where I'm putting shows together. And I know, that's just. Um,
2: that's just fantasy sports, man.
1: Yeah. Um, guilty pleasure. To pee. Whew. Already said the gym. Yeah. You know, just being at the gym. I love to read, but it's kind of weird because like, it's hard for me to read at home. So I'll message Archie, I'm going to the church to read. Yeah. And in this room is typically where I read. Over on that. Couch. couch with that table and I have like my music which is out in the car playing low I have my bible I have a book and I have a notebook and okay. I have an iPad so it's like you know whenever God starts to talk or in case I hear something or find something I, I just start digging in so yeah that's some guilty pleasures love but, it love it but cereal, underwear watching wrestling anime is probably the collecting pop figures yeah I, so I, that's I, a good one I absolutely love pop figures um I've got a decent collection. If you have any and you want to um, add add to the collection, I'm always open. My wife wife will not like it because they're actually, and she hates when I tell people this, they're in our bedroom. (laughs) But it's okay, baby. I love you, you love me, and our pop figures watch us while we sleep. (laughs) Now you do sound like a serial killer. (laughs) All right, Brandon, what's next on your docket? What you got? Okay, so... um the what's, seat's not as warm as it once was, guys. I'm starting to feel my mojo over here. Y'all better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting in the groove, I like man. it. But uh, I about to say, he's,
2: he's finding it. Um, what's your favorite song of all time?
1: Ooh. Yeah. Non-worship music. Oh, because I'm going Amazing Grace. Oh, man. Of course you are. <laughs> not a bad ooh. answer, but. No, but. Oh, man. I don't know if I could choose one song to be my favorite of all time. Just because of give because five. I'd give you five. Three to
2: five. Okay, give me just a minute. That's what I kept doing during my pojo moments. I was like, I'll give you
1: three. I can't give you one answer. Let me give you three. Lordy mercy, man. That's a good one. Here's one that people are going to... Like, what? Lonely Road of Faith by Kid Rock. No, that's a good song, man. Good choice. (laughs) That'd be uh, one of them that's just like, you know what? Um... Something to be proud of by Montgomery Gentry would be one that kind of comes home by Daughtry. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, This ain't nothing by Craig Morgan. Yeah. If you go back to the country episode, that's just one of them that's gonna stick. And then uh, I tried by Bone Thugs and Harmony.
2: I told you that is that is as perfect a list as I could ever
0: imagine.
1: I mean, if yeah. I'm if and that's top of my head, right? That was just some you're looking at my my playlist. Oh,
0: spitballing.
1: That would be five that I feel like you know might not be my favorite of all time. Like end of the day, but you put that on a, a rotation, I'm happy. Okay. But I feel like each one of them encompasses something about life that I've taken from it. Okay. Uh, so yeah. That's it,
0: man. We're rounding the bend on this thing. I've got three questions left. Brandon, I don't know what you've got left, but, um, Brett, what is the best piece of advice you ever received?
1: Mm. At the time, the moment in which it was given, I didn't like it. I was given some advice, um, And now when I look back, it resonates more than this person, what he meant it for, right? So job situation and uh, I applied, didn't get this role, and it went to somebody else, and it was just a messy situation. But my big boss at the time come to me and was like, suck it up. It sucks. You got crap on. He didn't say crap. He said, but the way you respond – is going to affect everybody else. He said, if you get in the dumps and are piss poor attitude, then going to mess with the, the morale around the whole site. So suck it up. And I felt like at that moment, that's like, you know.
0: Easy for you to say.
1: Yeah, but then as I got older, I'm like, you know what? Okay, I got a flat tire. And I come into church and I got a bad attitude. What if that person who just needed that smile or that handshake or that gesture... Right. Holding on by the thread. Yeah, it sucks for me, but the way you respond impacts so many more people, right? So, yeah, you got dealt a bad hand. Everybody gets it. Like, you're no different. Yeah, life ain't been the way you expected it to be. hmm But by you sitting and soaking in your own pity and tears and woe is me, you're impacting and affecting others
2: yeah
1: and at the end of the day you have to answer for that and for me a long time now go back to the original arrow life group aiming in reaching out rise above rise above whatever the situation is rise above it so rise above so yeah that would be it right And it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what uh, Vince McMahon once told good old Jim Ross about hiring Mick Foley. I'm going to hire this man just where he can break your heart. He said, and what it is, you're going to eat crap and learn to like the taste of it.
2: Hmm. Okay, so my, my final um, question Ooh, for you.
1: Final question.
2: What's your biggest fear?
1: Biggest? I mean, it
2: can't be spiders.
1: <laughs> I'm not afraid of spiders. Snakes. Snakes in the dark. Really? Yes. I do not like pitch black, and I do not like snakes.
2: There's a weirdness with pitch black with me. Like, if it's a small space, I'm okay with it. But there have been several places at work security where it is pitch black, and you know you're in a big open space, and that is a weird one. Coast Guard, right? So, like, the darkness on a ship in the middle
1: of the night, <laughs> that is a or different the, level just the, just I guess the, if I break down... Just the darkness on the water. If I go back to darkness... And to snakes. I'm just not a fan of snakes. I ain't going to say I'm terrified. Like I've been in rooms with snakes, right? I've held a snake.
0: But it just ain't your favorite thing. Not my
1: thing. So let's take snakes off. Let's say vulnerability. Yeah. I hate to be vulnerable. So for me to do the November 5th episode on a podcast, for me to talk about my issues growing up, for me to break into myself more, that has been something that, you know, yeah. I said it before, I'll say it again make me comfortable god and the uncomfortable because when you get outside of your comfort zone you start giving god all the glory because no one else can get it and for me that's my biggest fear is the vulnerability but i'm learning to adapt i'm learning to say you know what screw this it ain't mine
2: my friend hannah once told me she was like Brandon. there's a huge difference in talking about a vulnerable topic and actually being vulnerable with people and i've had to learn that difference as i got a little older but it's not comfortable. Like, it's never good. Like, you never want to be the guy who's like, oh, honey, I need to lean on you. Like, you you want to be the source of strength. You want to be whatever. But, like, I don't know. We've talked about it at your support system. You you have a great capacity to be vulnerable because you've got people around you that allow it. I've got it. a podcast. You also have a wife. I have a wife. And a church family. And siblings. And
1: friends. Like, y'all, don't discredit y'all sales, right? Because, like... Y'all are two of the sound boards. You're all two of, you're two of the, um, the, the the pillars, right? I, at work, I joke all the time. I tell people, especially people that are new, I'm like, there's four pillars of success for Brett Nobles here at the site. And I list those four people. And then I list the next four after that was the next influence. And they're like, huh? I was like, these people molded me, helped me, develop me, showed me, hey, you can be more. Why not you go get your degree? Hey, why not you let the company pay? Hey, why not you do this? Hey, why not you do that? And in life, that's the same. Right, in in the real world, like I've got friends of mine. Y'all, y'all are pallbearers for my parents. Y'all are there at the darkest of darks and the the highest of highs. Right, y'all are here now, and to me, that is that thing of you can be vulnerable, but you got to make sure you got people around you to hold you up when you are.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Wrap it up, Big Terry. Wrap it up. Final question. Guys, I'm dancing in the seat over here. Like I thought it was hot, but it ain't hot. It's actually cold. I can't feel my my toes. What is your greatest accomplishment and why? Oof, my kids. Uh, my kids and the relationship I have with my brother. And Beautiful. It'd be easy for me to go, oh, my wife, right, my relationship with her. But that would be, you know, that transcends all of it. So I'll go, you know, of course it's my wife. But then the kids come out of the relationship with the wife.
2: Right. You don't get one without the other. Exactly.
1: Right. So to me, it's that. And I hate saying it, but to overcome things I've been through. right? To be where I'm at in life and be okay with it. And to say, hey, there's more. Well, the is when you say, Lord, make me strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard the, the analogy about a, a tea a tea pitcher, and making tea. You put bags of tea in water. And until it gets to that boiling point where the fire gets really hot, it's just nasty water. That's right. It's root water. But then when you get that boiling point with the tea bag, you get what tea – and I hate tea, so it's hard for me to understand. But you get what tea tastes like. And to get to that full potential, you got to go through hell sometimes. That's right. So – is that all y'all got for me? I well, see it, that, brother. That
0: puts a bow on it for me. I for hope this, now, yeah.
1: Y'all tapping out. I hope this sheds
0: some light for the listeners. I know it did. You know, there are things I knew about you, but there are also things I learned about
1: you. So, the man behind the madness. <laughs> no, um, I enjoyed it, guys. I actually enjoyed sitting here and being, you know, having mud thrown at my face. But uh, I don't yeah, like
0: I don't, call it what it call it what it is, man. You had to be vulnerable for a little. There
1: lot. you go. So yeah it is what it is man so this has been fun this is my mojo moment the man behind the madness uh, special guest host my boy Terry Hall Big Brandon I was the subject of punishment Brett Nobles (laughs) this is the Talk is Sheet podcast and we are out of here y'all be good later bye